Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. So what do you think? Just skip Christmas this year. Forget the whole thing. Call it off. Maybe that thought horrifies you. Stores and retailers and the Hallmark Channel would certainly be. For they, like some people, look forward to Christmas all year. But that may, in fact, be God's plan. That there would be no Christmas this year. Because the king would come back before then. That reality or the possibility of it, is the reason, in fact, for this season of Advent, which we begin today. This season, these four weeks before Christmas, aren't here to get us ready to celebrate Christmas, but to prepare us not to. To prepare us for if there is no Christmas this year, And for that possibility to fill us not with sadness, but with joy. Because when the king comes back, when Jesus comes back, it will be for us a day of unrivaled joy. A day, the joy of all your best Christmases put together would not even begin to compare. Besides, you don't have to be a Christian to celebrate Christmas, as it has become. Even many unbelievers sing the carols that speak of Jesus' birth, but they don't really care about it. They believe it happened, I suppose, historically speaking, but it doesn't mean anything to them. He has no relevance for their lives. So if all the church does during Advent is prepare for Christmas, we are no different than the world and no better for it. So it must be more than that. And it is. Advent prepares us for if there is no Christmas this year and helps us see once again that Christmas is not the big celebration that comes at the end of every year, but the beginning of something new. Not the end of an old year, but the beginning of a new life. And so we heard today the story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem, entering the city he knows will kill him. It's very unchristmassy. It's adult Jesus, not baby Jesus. The donkey's not looking into a manger. He's being ridden by the one who laid in it. It's not the beginning of Jesus' life in this world, but mere days from the end of it. And it's not the angels singing glory to God in the highest to the shepherds. It's the crowds shouting Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We'll sing glory to God in the highest too, soon, when we celebrate Christmas, if we do. But for now, we sing Hosanna. 
every week in the liturgy of the Lord's Supper. Hosanna is a very adventy word. Glory to God is an announcement, a proclamation. Hosanna is a prayer. It means, Lord, help us, save us, intervene for us, and rescue us. The people of Jerusalem were crying that out in their distress and confessing their faith. That Jesus is the son of David, the one who could save them and rescue them. The one promised to come be their king again and set things right again. That's a good prayer. It's a good desire. It's the how that surprised. That his throne was a cross. His crown was thorns and he Saved by not saving himself. That's not how the world does things. That's why Pontius Pilate was so flummoxed. What do you do with a king whose kingdom is not of this world? What do you do with a king who fights not with weapons but with words? What do you do with a king who is not about power but about truth? We might ask the same thing. Jesus' humility is proof for some that he cannot be God. No God worth his salt, no God worth worshiping would be like that. But to others, to us, it is rather the deepest revelation of his nature. A contradiction only in this world. That God's almighty power is joined with a boundless love so great. It allows him, no, it compels him to be trampled and sacrificed to save the children he loves. And so our prayers of Hosanna are answered with his, it is finished. He loses his life that we might gain our own That we might live a life in him, a life that is eternal, not a life that is here today and gone tomorrow, not a life that is found in the the things of this world. We already got that. Jesus has come to give us more than that and better than that. So the church, in her wisdom, put Hosanna into the liturgy for us to sing every week. It doesn't have to be there, but it's good that it is. To teach us, as St. Paul said to us today, that salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. That one year, there really won't be a Christmas. And that's a good thing. So, what if you knew? What if you knew that this would be the year with no Christmas? That, again, to use St. Paul's words, the day is at hand, the day of the Lord's coming, that sometime in the next 24 days, the king is coming back. You will see Jesus. What would you do now? 
Well, again, this is what St. Paul said. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. So have you? Have you cast those things off? Or have you indulged your sinful desires and welcomed the darkness that hides you and keeps you safe? Have you hosannaed Jesus to save you from these? Or are you not quite ready to leave them yet? Truth is, we are and we aren't. We do and we don't. We're one way, one day, and different the next, even hour to hour. But what if you knew that there would be no Christmas this year? Would you change? That's the possibility this season of Advent is putting before you and calling you to repentance and change. That whether Jesus comes again soon or not, whether we get to celebrate Christmas or not, your life be filled not with works of darkness, but with love and joy. Which is exactly why Jesus entered this world and why he entered Jerusalem on that donkey. To provide that for you. To give you that kind of new life. Which he did on the church's own Black Friday. Only we call it good. But for retailers, Black Friday is, or at least it used to be, the day when the red ink of debt in their financial ledgers would turn to black. Their debts paid and all now to the good. Well, so too for us. Jesus' Black Friday is the day when the red ink of our sinful debt to God was washed away by the red blood of Jesus shed on the cross. So now we're on the right side of the ledger With God, not the side of sin and death, but the side of resurrection and life. We're in the black because we're white. Washed clean and righteous again. So that if Christmas doesn't come this year, that's okay. It will be an even better day. Now, maybe that's hard to imagine, That's okay. We learn, we grow, and it's always by faith. Faith that what Jesus has told us is true. But it's not a blind faith. It's a faith that looks to the cross and to the empty tomb and says, Amen. My sin paid for. My death defeated. Jesus answered my Hosanna. It is finished. But we still live in a sin-filled world and in sinful bodies and lives. And so still today, we pray our hosannas. For still today, there is darkness in our hearts and in our lives, in our thoughts and in our desires, in our words and in our deeds. 
We have not given ourselves to what we should. We have not loved God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves. We have favored our own agenda rather than following the truth. We'd rather lead God in the way we want him to go instead of following him in the way that we should go. We don't really want to learn from God's word as much as we want to be wiser than it. It's true. And so we pray, Hosanna, once again today. Help us, Lord, save us. And it will never be more true. And today, Jesus will answer. Take, eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood, given for you, shed on the cross, for the forgiveness of your sins. I come for you now. I give to you now, here in this way, giving you the fruit from the tree of my cross. Giving you my forgiveness, my life, my it is finished in the forgiveness of your sins. That you be ready. Ready for no more Christmases on earth, but for that eternal Christmas of heaven ready to join the shepherds and those crowds and the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven around the throne of the king in his glory. That's what this season of Advent would prepare us for. That if Christmas comes, we rejoice in the coming of our Savior in humility. And if Christmas does not come this year, that we'll rejoice even more in the coming of our Savior in glory. And that we live this season and every day knowing that salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And that the night is far gone. The day is at hand. That day when Jesus' nail-pierced hands will welcome you home. So... Skip Christmas this year, forget about the whole thing, call it off. I don't know, it's above my pay grade. We'll let God decide that. We'll just pray, Savior of the nations, come. And if we're ready for that, we'll be ready for Christmas too. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.